Good evening, baseball fans. It is Sunday, December 3rd. This is Bourbon and Baseball Astros Edition. I'm Susie. That is Tom. That's not Kelsey. I know, but you're like, what? Hold on. What, what's going on? Two different versions, guys. Two different versions. Same podcast. Same sarcastic, um, hilarious Susie. Okay. Just a little bit different flavor because, you know, it's Astros. All Astros. This edition. Okay. Um, we're just going to jump right in, Tom. We're just going to jump right in to Texans baseball. No, I'm just kidding. To, I was going to say Texans baseball. Texans uh, football. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I apparently missed like a super badass game today, though. It was good. Bad about it. it was very good. What happened to Tank Dell? He broke he his broke his ankle. It kind of looked like someone stepped on his ankle. Oh, he got rolled up on. There was a bunch of people that stepped on him on top of him. It's a whole thing. I don't want to take away from the Astros thing. Tank shouldn't have been in there to begin with. I'm like, it's, he's he's SML. Why is he why is he trying to tackle tackle people? Like, sir, what's happening? Anyways. Yeah. We we will we will miss Tank very dearly. Hopefully the guys that are there are still able to do some of the tank things and uh CJ will just be CJ. Okay. Not Christian Javier. CJ Stroud. Just, right. Yes. Big difference. For the for the non foosball peoples, everyone's like CJ. Why, why are we talking about Christian Javier? <sighs> yeah, you proud? Sorry. You proud. You should be so proud. Very good. So, so proud. So proud. Okay. So, um, yeah. Before baseball, Susie. After baseball, Susie is trying to become know all the some things. Of the th- Susie know some of the things <laughs> about football. When I tell you, Mike's like, just stop, stop. Just why college college football is a little bit better. Nobody told me about college football. Why did Why did none of y'all tell me about college football? I'm very mad at y'all. College football is the best football. I, I did fail you there. I I, everybody fail you failed there. me. Everybody failed me. I, yeah. I I got to watch the the UT roll up on freaking Texas Tech two weeks ago, and I was like, hook them. Shit. If I, if I knew that I could be watching this, Mike's like, oh yeah, I should. Did you not know? <laughs> so real quick, not. is Mike a a particular college football fan? Yes. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Wow, Susie, just jump on the bagwagon, bagwagon, bandwagon, wandwagon," and I was like, "No. (laughs) Um, first off, orange. Hello. Uh, but second, he actually like went to UT for um a couple years, so you know he's got he's got some of that UT. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but I'm like, why did I not know that college football was so much more fun? I'm very sad. Anyways, back to Astros. So, guys, there's there's been not a ton of news coming out of the Astros camp. Um, we know that, obviously, Josue, Josue Spada is our our new manager. Thank the thank baby Jesus and all of the other celestial deities that one may may or may not pray to, um, which just means that everybody essentially got shuffled about and moved around um uh why am i blanking on his name who was our new bench coach was our first bench coach first first base coach clark no no our new bench coach which was our first base base coach is he has glasses and the cloud this is bugging me sorry guys i'm trying i'm envisioning his face like right now um and it's omar omar lopez lopez why did i almost say omar viscal that's not that's not him omar lopez that's a before baseball susie <laughs> name there 
Um, so Omar uh, Lopez is our bench coach, was our first base, base coach. Our first base coach is uh, Dan Clark, who apparently came up through the ranks was a was an Astros player. I don't I don't know. Do you know who he was? I, I had no idea. That's before Thomas baseball. Oh, that's that's huh. that's saying a lot. Wow. All right. So um, Dan Farova, I don't know where he went, but he's he's I guess he's the only guy that's like out. Everybody else was the same. Gary Pettis. There was rumors that Gary Pettis um, was joining that that um, all black <laughs> all black um, co- coaches in the Angels organization, but Josue Espada was like Gary Pettis. What are what are we doing? Why if you're gonna go to the Angels? What are you doing? Come on now, at least at least join us for this last last run that that we're that we're gonna be on. So Gary Pettis and the windmill will be there for our third base um i found where dan forova went where did dan forova go he's the quality assurance coach he's still on the team no he's not yes somebody else is the quality assurance coach not according to the mlb.com astros roster and staff Mm, interesting i will have to hold on let me because I want to say that I saved this and put it somewhere because I was like, all of these are very interesting names, ones that I don't actually know. Um, but now I, I'm scrolling through 9,003 of my pictures in my, my phone. And so I was just have to trust <laughs> you there. <laughs> I can read you the whole list if you'd like it. No, but what, like, what exactly is a quality assurance coach? So the way I gather it, it's somebody that's just, you know, there's a game plan and making sure you're sticking to the game plan, whatever that is, whether it's training or. So our game planning coach is Tommy Kawamura, right? Uh-huh. Correct. So Dan Farova is just like, good job, Tom. Way to stick to the plan. Like, what are we doing? Basically, second set of eyes, that kind of thing. Interesting. Okay. That's kind of weird, but whatever. Hmm. All right. Well, um, in you know some extra extracurricular Astros news, all of the Astros and former Astros are vacationing because you know that's that's what they do. Um, Kyle Tucker and his beautiful fiance, which I'm a little confused on if they secretly got married because Sam is uploading things to her Instagram under the tag honeymoon. And so I'm like, did they get, did, did they secretly get married and we just don't know about it? And if they did, like, why? But I mean, I don't know, but they're in Rome right now. Um, Phil Maton, they were in Paris. Phil Maton linked to the Cardinals now. Apparently the Cardinals are, are in on. The Cardinals are in on everybody. The Cardinals just need all of the pitching. They just need all of the arms. And I don't know. Apparently they just don't like any sort of flavor because <laughs> All of the white pitchers just go to go to St. Louis. I don't know what's happening over there. Like I said on on my last episode, that that pitching rotation is is held together by vibes and Ben Gay. So it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so Mauricio Dubon and his smoke show of a wife—they're off vacationing as well. And um, I'm I'm a little confused though. Breggy though, Breggy's not vacationing. Breggy's working out with with Xander Bogarts in in uh, Scottsdale. Fromber's working out. Yiner's working out. 
You know who's not working out, though? Maldi. I mean, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is, but he's not putting it out there. He's not putting it out there. I mean, I saw him at a Rockets game. He looked he looked healthy there. What were his boobs still bigger than mine? That was mean. That was really mean. I'm so sorry. I I should edit that out. I'm not going to though because I don't know how to edit these things. Just pretend that I didn't say that out loud. That was that was one of those things that should have been kept in my head and not said out loud. Oh well. Sorry guys. Can't unhear it now. <laughs> I don't. Uh, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to keep going on on that line of thinking, but <laughs> apparently the um the Angels are in on on Maldi, the Padres also um the White Sox Cardinals too, right? There's no way that they, that <laughs> there's no way. I saw that. that I did see that, right? That is correct. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, but that would be for, I didn't give the, I didn't give the radar warning. I didn't, I'm so sorry, guys. I did not give the, give you guys a radar warning. Um, nine minutes into the freaking show. If you're just joining us, if this is the first time listening, I'm so sorry that I normally do this much earlier. This is radar podcast, mainly for cussing. Um, I have a potty mouth. Tom has less of a potty mouth. It's mainly just me. Mainly just me because the F word is my is my favorite word and I and I say it a lot. So I <laughs> realized that I didn't give you the, the, the warning and hence I, I stopped myself. But typically if the um if cussing is not your jam, this is probably not the correct podcast for you to listen to. But if cussing have, is not your jam, I don't know how you got here. Cause that I, means you would have heard something or saw something, and I don't know Susie did not <laughs> let you know like right away. Listen, there I do another podcast with um with Bill from Top Fan Rivalry and that is a PG-13 podcast. You get you get like 27 minutes, a very very watered down, condensed, very I wouldn't say professional. Do you have like a swear jar or something? Like how do you how I don't do you have a swear it? jar. I don't have a swear <laughs> jar. It's 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 PG-13. And I again, if I know, if I know that I'm if I need to be like PG-13, but that's why I started my own fucking podcast so that i didn't have any goddamn rules and then i could just cuss anytime i wanted to so there anyways um but yeah so typically if you if they come from there and they're like oh this this girl i kind of like her she's kind of sassy you know and then they then they come over here and they're like i don't know who this chick is this is not like the same. this one's way sassy <laughs> this is not the same girl that i just listened to so i have to give that i have to give the warning so anyways so, but yeah, lots of, lots of non-movement. Um, Dana Brown has been hiring and firing people kind of left and right. And I'm a little worried about the moves that he has been making. Have you, have you seen these, these moves that, ha- that, that he's been making? No. Are you talking about personnel moves? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, let me ask you this. Okay. Do any of those people, do you feel like they have a huge impact on the product on the field? I don't know. That's that's what I that's where that's where we're 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 about to fucking find out though. We're, <laughs> we're gonna fuck around and find out about these people right now. That's what we're gonna find. Well, and and my worry is that literally all of the old like Jeff Lunau, James Click people are going to other organizations and and are being like cherry picked, like the um the girl that just went to the pirates 
Sarah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For like communications or marketing or something like that. Mm, no, I want to say, I want to say they hired her as the assistant GM. No, what she, what was she with the Astros though? I want to say the assistant of scouting or something like that. Mm, okay, I'm I'm, I'm way off on that one. If I if I were if I was remembering co- correctly, but you know that's not that's but, not always. A- but I mean, that's something that every successful team deals with. You know, other teams are going, hey, I need those guys and I'm willing to put them in positions of power. You look at the GM of the Brewers, he was an Astros guy. You look at the GM of the Orioles, he was an Astros guy. You look, I think the assistant GM to the Orioles was an Astros guy. So it's it's a sign of your your team being successful. I don't necessarily look at it as a bad thing, provided the quality on the field is still there. I think you're going to see that sort of turnover. It's like uh, like a, a lot of other sports. Assistant coaches get plucked for head coaching jobs, left, right. You know, bench coaches get plucked for head coaching jobs in Major League Baseball. This is this is a part of your team being successful, in my opinion. Okay, but like, how <laughs> how? Are we going to stay successful if all these people are leaving? You hire new guys. You hire new people. I mean, in the same way that you evaluate talent when you're when you're signing minor league talent or when you're going out and drafting talent, you have to have that same approach to how you replace key people in your front office, right? Um, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I was only half paying attention to what you just said because I found the thing that I was looking for earlier when we were talking about the quality assurance coach. You said that Dan Farova is the quality assurance coach. That is what it says on the MLB.com Astros roster. Yes. According to Brian McTaggart, our quality assurance coach is Jason Bell. Somebody's lying. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. Well, yeah. Jason Bell is now, yeah. Jason Bell is now the quality assurance coach. I did not look to see what Jason Bell was on that list. And he's not on the list. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's weird. That's, that's odd. But, um, JJ Ruby is the head of our research and development. And apparently he studies lasers and atomic pressures. I don't Ooh. know how, I don't, I figure that's very scientific things. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. This, it's not, it's not a math pod. It's not a science pod. Apparently it's just a, just a podcast for me to rant and, and say if I was a normal sized human being that I would just throat punch all the motherfuckers starting with Joe Kelly. Um, Sarah Gellis was the Astros director of research and development. There we go. Okay. And that's who went to the Pirates to be the assistant general manager. Cool. And then JJ Ruby was promoted to the senior director of research and development. I don't know. And then Derek Ladnier as the senior director of scouting. So, 
I don't know. We we will see. We will see. But I still maintain that the only reason Alex Anthopoulos was able to make all of those super team-friendly deals um, for the Braves is Alex Anthopoulos Island. And there's some sort of trickery going on there. So Dana Brown, if you need an island to maroon people on so that they will find <laughs> team-friendly deals, holler at your girl, okay? <laughs> I'm just... I'm just saying. I will do those things for you. Okay. Like Alex Bregman apparently wants a $300 million deal. I don't, I don't know. Who's giving Alex Bregman $300 million? That's the million dollar question. No, it's the intended. $300 million question. I don't, I don't think any team is giving. And, and I don't think so either. I think the idea is that he is going to command that. Now the question is, is like, okay, who's got cap money to spend? And then do they have a need at third base? Like you think of all the big, the big time teams, right? All the, all the usual suspects, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, they all have third base covered. So I don't know who would go out there and pay this money for Alex Bregman. And then they would be uh, like, like if it's not one of those guys, then are they going to be competitive? Is this totally a money grab? Is, is Alex basically saying, I'm going to do the Carlos Correa thing and, and get my money, and if I make the playoffs, great, and if I don't, you know, whatever, I've already got my ring? I don't know. I don't know. Positional payroll. Let's look at, let's look at team payroll at third base. Golly. Yeah, we're second. Yeah, $29 million. They all the money. So it's a lot of it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, Emmanuel Rivera, Austin Riley, Rafi Devers, Patrick Wisdom, Juan Moncada, Brian Ramos, Zach Remillard. No, not the Reds, not the Rockies. I need to know where where what what ten ten teams Alex Bregman won't play won't play for won't get traded to yeah because you can so that's even more of it right he's got a list of 10 teams he wants no business of so how many teams are there in major league baseball he's just cut a third of them out now now you now you say okay how many of those remaining two-thirds can afford alex bregman or want to pay alex bregman at 31 10 years 300 million okay just just as small just off the cuff, let's let's try and figure out the ten teams that he won't that he won't play for. The A's, the Royals. I'd say the Tigers. The Tigers, Tigers, Detroit Tigers. Although next year, <laughs> n- next year they they're gonna be, be. I think they're they gonna be, be good next year. They could my be. Words. Uh, I'd probably say Texas. You think he'd put Texas on the list? I can't see why he would want to play there. I'm saying like the Pirates. Okay, yeah, the Pirates. I buy that. The Rockies. Yeah, I buy that. I would have said the Cubbies once upon a time. I don't know if I'll say that now. Okay, so that's so that's like five for sure, for sure teams that we know that like he definitely is not going to go to just because they're not Angels. I don't. I don't think he'd go to the Angels. They have Rendon signed for all those all that money <laughs> that he will never play for. 
Uh, okay, so the Angels. I think in my heart of hearts, I don't think he would play for the Yankees. But I feel like if the Yankees gave him enough money, maybe they would. Maybe he I don't. Would. I don't. I don't believe that at all. He wears number two because of Derek Jeter. He would be a Yankee if they if they came to him with the money. He would be a Yankee for sure. That hurts. That hurts my heart. I'm just saying he I wears know. number two because of Derek Jeter. So a hundred percent, if he had the chance to put the pinstripes on, I think he does it. Now, I've kind of been on Twitter and kind of looked around because you know Yankee Twitter is very active, and I follow a couple of them. They don't want any part of Alex Bregman. They don't. They they're they're all in, all in on Juan Soto. That's all they want. So they could care less about Alex Bregman. I don't. I don't know where. I don't know where Alex Bregman would go. I don't know where Alex Bregman would go to command that type of money. I feel like to get that type of money, he'd have to go somewhere like the Giants. He'd have to go somewhere like Seattle, maybe. I. I don't know. I just. It's. It's so like the the. It's so narrow. Whatever this is that people think. Oh yeah, these teams are gonna just shell out this money. Who plays third base for the Mets? For the Mets. Let's look. It was Brett Beatty. I thought but they Brett, have a young, I thought they have it a was, young guy. It was, I want to say it was Brett Beatty and and um Giorme? And they both sucked it up. Because I want to say Brett Beatty was the future of third base. And Brett Beatty was not good last season for them. But I mean he was a rookie. So I've got their 40 man. Uh, infielders, we have Luis Angel Acuna. I don't know where he would play. Brett Beatty, like you said. They've got Jeff McNeil, Joey Wendell, and then a bunch oh, of guys I I've forgot, never heard I of. I forgot they just, they just signed Joey Wendell for their yeah. util infield. So Joey Wendell is their, like, um, Doobie. Mauricio Dubon, yeah. So... Let's see. So Fangraph's roster resource has the opening day lineup being this Brett, depth chart. Brett Beatty. Brett Beatty being left uh, being third. This depth chart has Brett Beatty, Mark Vientos, and Joey Wendell as the three third basemen. Okay. So it's got um Brett Beatty as third base and Mark Vientos as their DH. So it's got Brandon Nimmo at center. Jeff McNeil at second, Lindor at shortstop, Pete Alonso at first, Starling Marte in right, DJ Stewart in left, um, Francisco Alvarez as catcher, Brett Beatty as, as third base, and then Mark Vientos as DH. And then their bench is uh, Omar Narvaez, Joey Wendell, Ronnie Mauricio, and Zach Short. Interesting. So, um, maybe, so I guess maybe not the Mets because. They've been trying to get Brett Beatty as their as their quote unquote third baseman of the future. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not looking like a good good um, market for Alex Bregman. So does Alex? Okay, then are we going to call it right now that Alex Bregman has like a breakout year this season? I think anybody and everybody on a contract year ball out. That's just what they do. Bregs is going to be a 300 hitter with 100 RBIs and 30 home runs, and he's going to ball out, which is great for Astros fans until the end of the season. I absolutely think Bregs is going to have a monster season. 
So the the report is that they that we're Astros front office has quietly quote unquote qui- quietly resigned themselves that we will not be able to resign Alex Bregman. So essentially, we're going to lose him for a compensatory pick. Comp compensatory. Compensatory. Damn it, compensatory pick. So the highest payrolls in 2025 is what I pulled up mm-hmm. to give you an idea. You have the Phillies as the highest, the Braves, the Yankees, uh, the Padres, the Mets, the Rangers, the Cardinals, the Blue Jays, uh, the Cubs, Mariners, Twins, then the Astros. Well, that's just it. Like. After 2025, the Astros have no money on the books, essentially. Who plays third base for Baltimore? They won't pay him. They have the second lowest payroll in 2025. They won't pay. They won't. That but that's that's part of Baltimore's problem, though. All those all those young guys, they won't A, they won't lock him up. And B, they won't pay him. Mm. Like their owners already come out and said, well, if I if if I start extending these these players, then then the ticket prices are going to have to go up. So what about what about Cincy? That's a good young ball club. That is a good young ball club, but that's another team that the owners don't want to shell out money. Okay. Uh, I can't see him going to Washington. Washington's really low. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't see Briggs being in that. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. So lowest payrolls. Ooh, what about Vegas? Would he be it? Would he be an A for Vegas? I don't think so. <laughs> so lowest payrolls. You got Oakland as the bottom. Baltimore, oh. Cincy, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Washington, Miami. Miami might be interesting, but they don't spend money, right? No, but then depending on well, no, because they're trying. They're trying to become the 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 second race. Who plays third base for Arizona? I mean, right now, A. Eugenio Suarez. They just traded for A. Eugenio Suarez. Is that like a one-year thing? Um, yes, but then I want to say that there's a club option for him. Let me look that up. Because they don't their their payroll is going to be really low too. Yeah, but they they are. They're trying to roll. They're trying to roll a, a younger, younger, cheaper payroll out there as well, because that stadium needs massive work as well. Mm, okay. Okay. Fair enough. So, I mean, maybe the Giants, because <laughs> I want to say that who's playing? Who's playing third for the Giants? So they have a fifteen million dollar club option for a Eugenio Suarez in twenty twenty five. Yeah. 2026, he would come off the books. Okay. So, so if they de- if they decline the club option, they could do that, and they they they, they are down there. They're twentieth in payroll for 2025. They the, they could, but I don't see them spending money. So then you got the Giants at 19, Tampa, White Sox, and that's supposedly the league average. Then you go up. You got the Rockies. The Dodgers actually will have money. They're they're fifteenth in payroll in twenty twenty five. Who's the Dodgers third baseman? That is a good question. Let's see. Is it Max? No, it's not Max Muncy. I thought he plays third. 
they were rolling out um who are they rolling out? Not Kike. Kike and Miggy Rowe were at short. Max Muncie and Chris Taylor at their base. That's it. Okay, so then shit, maybe yep. all right. Alex Bregman to the Dodgers. There you go, guys. It I would happen. love I would love to see Alex Bregman and Joe Kelly in a clubhouse together. <laughs> I, I I can imagine, you know, those would be interesting conversations. That would be good. Lord. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Um, yeah. So, but the, so the money that they're quote unquote saving for Al, for not signing Alex Bregman, they're just giving to Jose Altuve to be a lifetime Astro. I, I understand not paying Bregman crazy money i don't understand not attempting to pay bregman at least what he's worth i think he's worth the money i just don't think he's worth the years and it's like but that's what that's break well that's what they all want though true but um how do i put this i don't think that the Astros will have a money problem in 2025. Everybody's always going, they we, they can't sign this guy. They can't sign that guy. If Framber struggles again, Framber will not be getting crazy money. So they will have all the money in the world to sign whoever the hell they want. If they want to sign Tuck, they could sign him. If they want to sign Briggs and Tuve, they could sign him. Do you know who's on the books for 2025 for the Astros? Literally nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Literally nobody. So we would need to go... If we we need to go over the 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 CBT for for a couple of years, in mm -hmm. order to do all, in order to keep our guys. Yep, that's what that's what needs to happen. At no point in time has Jim Crane shown the uh, willingness to do that. Though I think the last time he signed and went over was Zach Greinke, wasn't it? Yeah, and we're still playing for Zach Greinke. In 2025, the Astros are paying Jose Abreu, 19 and a half. They're paying Lance McCullers, 17-7. They're paying Justin Verlander, 17-5. They're paying Jordan, 15. They're paying... Oh I know, right? It's just dumb what they're paying Jordan. Oh, God. They're, they're paying Ryan Presley, 14. But that's a mutual option. They're paying Rafael Montero, 11 and a half. And CJ, Christian Javier, not CJ Stroud. 10.4 and that's it that's it you'll have arb three of tucker which is his last arb year uh Lack will be arb year one dubon will be arb year three pena will be arb year one framber will be arb year four it says i mean everybody's just going to be arb 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 pre-arb they're not paying anybody yeah, no, we have like no money on the books in 2025. So he he would he would need to have he would need to go over the 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 CBT. The, is that CBT two or CBT three that he would need to go over in order to keep everybody? I want to say like just probably just two. So Jim Crane, open up the open up the pocketbook, bro. People are buying jerseys, bro. We're filling the stadium. Just pay them. I get it. It's it's a delicate balance between bringing in young, like not not overpaying old, but some of those guys they're just so valuable, so culture. You know they're gonna be worth the contract. It, it's there's got to be a happy medium they can get to. Well, but the other thing is though we there has not 
Well, I say that. But then again, when we let Carlos Correa walk, everyone's like, Jeremy Pena who? Like, they they thought Jeremy Pena was ready. And Jeremy Pena ended up being World Series MVP. So, I don't know. Like, I guess Will Wagner stepped the fuck on, on up. <laughs> Because, I mean, really, it's it's Will Wagner and then, like, Shea Wickham, who they didn't even protect from the Rule 5 draft. So that doesn't fill me with great confidence if that's not a guy that you're going to protect. So, you know, I, is, is, is Will Wagner our future third baseman? I mean, I don't know who, who would be the free agent uh, that... I'm not even going to try to attempt to try and figure out who the next free agent class is going to be for third baseman. Cause I'm like, okay, Heimer Candelario, come on down. No, thank you. You're talking about in 2025, 2024. Uh, why would you sign a third baseman now? Well, that's what I'm saying though. Like if like, we don't have anybody in the in, waiting in the wings. So if we're trying, to, if we're not going to resign Bregs, right? Like if we're not, yeah, gonna, but he's playing in 24 for the Astros. 25 would be the year that you have to fill the slot. Right. Right. Well, but what I'm saying is if we're not going to sign, if we're not going to re-sign Briggs and we're only going to, and we're only losing, we're losing him for a compensatory, compensatory. Hey. Words are hard. I would say trade him away and try and get a bigger haul for him now. But we can't do that because we don't have a third baseman. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know? Or like, I guess, I don't know, Mauricio Dubon. Have yourself have yourself a time at third. I think he could play it. You think do you think Doobie could play third? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right, maybe I got my maybe I got my years mixed up because it's not showing. Um Alex Bregman on here? Not showing yeah. Alex Bregman for what? As a free agent. Oh. I'm like, yeah, I want to say he's a free agent in 25. Right? That's what I'm I like, thought. Oh. That's what I thought too. Mm. Weird. Maybe they Ale maybe they know something we don't. I hope so. <laughs> but I mean, wouldn't it make more sense though if we're if we're not if we're not going to re-sign him, like get more than a co compensatory pick? I don't know why I, I can't say that word. A but here's the thing: it doesn't make any sense though because we don't have anybody waiting in the wings. Here's the thing: to trade Alex Bregman, it it's almost like a, a what's that saying? Cutting your nose to spite your face. Like oh, if you're yeah. not going to be able to replace him, right? And you're not going to get the value for him, right? What? And and you're and you're built to win. We feel like the Astros are going to be very good next year. There, there's no reason they won't. They won't. Everybody's coming back. Why would you trade him to? I guess create a hole mm -hmm. instead of trying to get every chance you can to win with him on your roster. They've done it with all right. of them: yeah. Springer, Correa, Cole. They walked right up to free agency and go, look. We're ready to win now. We are going to hold on to you to the last second because you give us a better chance to win than anything we could trade for. 
Right. And we're in a position to rent him now. So there's no scenario where Bregman gets traded. He's just too valuable. I mean, we can talk about all the things Bregman does right. all day long. Okay, so then are we trading Fromber? <laughs> That's an interesting question. I don't know what exactly, although if you follow Fromber on Instagram, he just got his hands on a brand new Ford Raptor Bronco, and the seats are Astros orange with his number in it. So he clearly doesn't think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere anyway. <clears throat> but I think in order to rebuild our farm system, because that farm system ain't getting rebuilt any which way. Um, what, what and, and this is a question I have just, just in general. Uh-huh. What, uh, what, what do you want in a farm system? Okay, now I found it. There we go. I found what do you mean? What do you mean? What do I want in a farm system? Like people say that, oh, we need to rebuild the farm system. What do you What do you want? Like, do you want guys that are like ready to play right now? Do you want guys that are ready in like two years? I mean, ideally, what you when you want to build your farm system is through the draft. Anybody that wants to trade for farm pieces, it's to plug them in to play relatively soon. If you look at the way the Astros are constructed. With their young talent, their their superstar Jordan being at the front, like you're not you're not looking to rebuild anytime soon, so you don't need major league ready minor leaguers. Does that make sense? Like everybody that talks about, well, the farm system, the farm system, the Astros farm system has been dead last by MLB.com for like the last six fucking years. Nobody cares. They go get what they need. They find a, another international prospect, which everybody hates because those guys are cheat codes because you don't know where they are in their process. Some of them are ready right away. Some of them need some grooming. But in any case, the Astros are like the flag. You know, everybody wants to wear that orange. We love that. And, right. and you just go get one of the – they signed a couple guys recently, a, a couple. I think they're Cubans. And <laughs> you, you I, think they're Cubans? I think they're Cubans. I'm not sure. <laughs> I know that I know I saw that they signed a couple international prospects recently and they could be Fromber, they could be uh, uh Luis Garcia, they could be Jose Altuve. We don't we don't fucking know, but that's how the Astros have been doing business. They've killed it internationally and then the farm system is just pieces that they draft and it and every year they go, "Oh, well, the Astros system's bare." And every year they come with another somebody. Who where was Jeremy Peña 3 years ago? Nobody was talking about that guy. Nobody's going, man, look at that blue chipper, Jeremy Pena. They just don't do it. They develop incredibly well, and that's that's the end of it. They're not the Orioles. They're not uh, – I can't think of another crazy, crazy top tier, you know, that's been down for five or six years that's got nothing but stars in their minor leagues. You know, they're not that. So – Okay, let's see. So – um. This is, let's see, from Kenny Van Dorn, who, if you don't know, if you don't follow Kenny Van Dorn on you should you, on Twitter, you should. Um, he is at uh, the Vandalorian, like mm -hmm. Mandalorian, but with a V. And he and Jimmy Price run Astros Future. So 
lots of um, minor leagues news over there. So the uh, let's see, Astros release left-handed pitching prospect Max Roberts, blah, blah, blah. Astros signed Luis Contreras last week, inviting him to major league spring training. Contreras received offers from other organizations, but he knew Houston prioritized development of pitchers with similar arsenals to his own. Um, Say it again. Say right? it again. They do it all the time. Teams hate us for it. I love it. Uh, you don't need a minor league system when you have shit like that. Let's see. Astros signed right-handed pitcher Jesus Nunez to a minor league contract for next season. Um, Dix. Oh, they we we re-signed Dixon Machado. Infielder Dixon Machado, left-handed pitcher uh, Brian De La Paula, and right-handed pitcher Jairo Solis to minor league deals. They also like signed a minor leaguer that would converted from like a position player to a pitcher to give him a, a, a better deal. I can't think of his name. I'm terrible at prep. I should have had that ready to go, but they, they, they just do these things that kind of like circumvents the system, right? They don't have this normal process where they go, okay, we got a bunch of stars that are 18, 19 that are going to go through the minor league system. And by the time they're 24, they're going to be ready to go. They just don't do it or at least yeah. not the well, conventional that's, way. That's again, I guess like another, another thing <laughs> that that Astros are known for kind of, but not really. Everyone is saying, Oh my God, the Astros firm system is, is sucky, blah, blah, blah. And then yet like as soon as the Mets get Drew Gilbert and Ryan Clifford, they shoot up the ranks of the Mets organization. I'm like, this is, it was the same motherfuckers over here. Then they, that, so are you just going to throw shade at the Astros? Like, obviously we're developing talent at a, a better pace because everyone's like, I'm sorry, who, who? Yanner Diaz, who the fuck is Yanner Diaz? No, we don't know who Yanner Diaz is. Exactly. Motherfuckers. Watch it. So you're about to learn. <laughs> The whole world's about to learn who Yiner Diaz is. He's been training in the offseason, too. Looks phenomenal. Looks like a fucking tank. And all he's going to do is hit fingers. He's going to hit 94 home runs next season. Mark my words. Not 94. Honestly, though, honestly, I think he's going to hit 30 home runs next season. <laughs> At least. I wouldn't even At be least. shocked. At least. Um Second fucking highest OPS at Minimade Park. Doesn't even get to fucking play at Minimade. Oh! don't mind me i'm gonna it's just okay. i'm gonna be salty okay. for a hot second oh yeah yeah okay but oh really though if that would be hysterical that would be i'm, I'm just thinking my mind is is racing on maldi being backup catchers to logan ohapi at the for the angels like he wasn't he wasn't he didn't want to be a backup catcher here so what makes you think that he's gonna go to the angels and be a backup catcher to logan ohapi Who's probably not as good as Shiner Diaz. He's not. He's not. I think he's a better defensive catcher. Um, bat to ball skills probably a little bit better, but definitely not. Slug slug ain't there. Slug ain't there. <sighs> yeah. Maybe he'll go to the White Sox, though. Maybe he'll go to the White Sox and be the glue guy and like iron out the White Sox. He'll fix Dylan Cease. That's that's how they're going to sell it. He's not going to fix Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease and Tyler <laughs> Glasnow are going to the Braves. That's that's my hot take. Oh no! Don't say that. That is that is not cool. 
That is not okay. The Braves will never lose again if they get their hands on both those guys. That's my hot take. Dylan Cease, Tyler Glasnow, both to the Braves. They they're they have they have Dylan Cease's cat and Tyler Glasnow's dogs on Alex Anthopoulos Island, and that's how they're gonna get them on some sort of like team friendly contract and donating one percent of their fucking contract back to the Atlanta Braves Foundation. Mark my words. Barring injury, you put the Braves in the World Series with that with that with that squad. There's there's no way. They're just and they're gonna have Freed and they're gonna have no, no. Nope, nope. Better not. Don't do that. I don't think I don't think they trust Max Freed. I don't think they trust Max Freed to 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 be healthy the entire season. If if you have Dylan Cease and Tyler Glasnow, when Tyler Glasnow's healthy, he's an ace. You don't have to trust Max Freed. Max Freed to be your friggin' three, and you'd be phenomenal. They yeah. still got Charlie fucking Morton. Yeah. I mean, when Charlie Far- Charlie fucking Morton is your five, <laughs> right? Right? Stupid. Stupid. Oh, Braves are never gonna lose again. I hope you're wrong. I hope you're really wrong about that. We need the Astros to go get those two guys. I would love that. I would love that. You know, that's not true. You know, that's not happening. I would love to go get Corbin Burns. That's who I really want, though. Corbin Burns. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Corbin Burns to the Astros. Why are we looking at Tucker Barnhart? I I need people not to look at Tucker Barnhart. Don't don't go get me Tucker Barnhart. Go get me Mitch Garver. Go get me Tom Murphy. Stop looking at Tucker Barnhart, people. <laughs> it's because he's going to cost like 900000 That's why. Okay, but Tom Tom Murphy's not going to cost that much more. Tom Murphy's not going to cost that much more. Let me let me look up Tom Murphy. Tom Murphy's going to cost maybe maybe like one point two, maybe. Hey, just to let you know who the free agent third baseman are going to be in twenty twenty five. I finally figured out how to use this webpage. Um, I guess it was smarter than me for a little bit. Bregman will be a free agent. Johan Moncada will have a club option at twenty five million. Eugenio, a club option at 15 million. Brandon Drury, Matt Carpenter, Jace Peterson, Joey Wendell, and JD Davis. Those are your third baseman free agents the year that Alex Bregman will be a free agent. That's a disgusting list. It really is, which works out better for Bregman because he, yeah. everybody will be competing for him the best third base, you know the best third baseman you can get. And it's not close. No. Okay. So, okay. So, um, last season he made Tom Murphy made one, 1.6. So you can't tell me, you cannot tell me that, that Tom Murphy is, is not that is not worth. I mean, he had, he had an 873 OPS last season with a 1.17 war. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Like, he, he he had a 290 batting average. If, you know, if that matters to people, that some people it matters to. Okay. Do you feel they need a veteran backup catcher? Yes. Are you, are you not okay with uh, bringing uh, anybody from Sugarland? Yeah, I think they need a veteran. I think... Um, I think JV especially, I think JV especially needs slash wants slash is whispering in people's ears that he wants a veteran. Um, 
And I think Tom Murphy, Tom, Tom Murphy fills that role perfectly. He was the backup. He was the backup catcher in Seattle. He knows his place. He knows the drill. I don't think he has the ego and is like, I'm, I'm, I need to be the number one catcher. Like he's fine. Give the man, I really, give the, I man really, the money. I really hope you're wrong because of all the pitchers on the entire roster, JV never gets the offensive support. And now you're basically saying you're going to take a weapon like Yiner Diaz and go, no, no, no. I need the light hitting veteran defensive. And then JV is going to go out there and pitch his ass off like he does and give up two runs and get no run support because seven, eight, nine is not great. Well, I mean, listen, if seven, eight, nine ends up being Chaz McCormick, Jeremy Pena and Tom Murphy, like let's go. Okay. <laughs> Let Chaz fucking cook in center. I honestly believe that if, if we stop the fucking carousel of outfielders, I think they're, I think he's going to get into a rhythm and I think he's going to be even fucking better than he was this season in the limited games that he fucking played. Jeremy Pena, go to, go get yourself to driveline. Okay. Um, get yourself to driveline and work on those low and away sliders. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Just don't swing at them. Let them go. Just, I don't even want you to learn to hit them the other way. Just let, I just want you to learn to lay off those. I, I, I need to know why, why the fuck you can't hit a home run anymore. Okay. July people, July 5th. Okay. Just figure it it's, out. It's been a minute. Okay. And then if we replace, if we replace Maldi with an OPS of 873, come on now. I'll, I, I'll be okay. Do I, would I love, <laughs> would I love for JV to learn how to fucking throw to, to a rookie catcher? Absolutely. He did it while he was with the Mets. He was throwing to uh, Francisco Alvarez. So I don't understand why he can't throw to fucking Yiner Diaz. You want to call your own goddamn game, JV? Go for it. Give him the clicker. Let right? him let him push the buttons. You don't trust you don't trust the the rookie catcher by all means. Call your own goddamn game then. I don't understand the problem. Fromber, however, I don't know what the Fromber is going to do. I that 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 one befuddles me. I I I probably will never get the answer, but I truly believe that Maldi was the problem with Fromber. Maldi called games for all the pitchers and told them what to throw and they just threw it. And half the time, in my opinion, and, and I think they talked, they spoke to it a little bit in some nationally televised games where he got away from successful pitches to throw pitches that were, I guess, better to beat the hitter. And he just didn't execute them well. So throw okay. what he throw. So, so get back to what he, he's used to throwing. Uh, what is it? The, the, the curve and, and throw more curves, less sinkers. I think he yeah, fell in his, love with the sinker. His sinker, though, they the, they were saying that he was losing um, the vertical break or something. He was trying to throw it faster, and by throwing it faster, it lost some of its pronation, lost some of its spin or whatever, and that's why it was, like, more hittable. I don't know. I don't understand it, the physics behind Right, behind right. But that's what I'm saying. I think he got away from what works to kind of like subscribe to the tablet of Maldi 
And it's like, look, I just need that dude to go back to whatever he was doing two years ago. So, okay. So then JV and Fromber are calling their own games and throwing to, and throwing to Yiner. And um, every once in a while, Tom Murphy, Tom Murphy gets Hunter Brown or Jose Urquidy or I don't know. We have 43 starting pitchers and none of them are really an ace. They're all, you, they're all iffy. What Every do you want to, what do you want to do with all those starting pitchers? I want to trade Jose Arquiti. And if someone would, if someone would take on LMJ's contract, I would love to do that as well. They're burying him in the H all puns intended. <laughs> Fine. Then go bury Lance McCullers in the goddamn bullpen and, and bring me a fucking starting pitcher. That'll throw all of the fucking innings. Would you be okay with Lance being an ultimate setup guy making 17 million a year? Yeah, I don't care. They're they're paying Rafael Mont- they're they're paying Rafael Montero eleven and a half, and it's being heralded as one of the worst contracts on the team. That's why I'm saying for seventeen and a half million, he should be starting. So, is that going to factor into it? Like when I, I imagine the middle of the season, you're going to have eight starting pitchers. What are you going to do? I I don't know. I don't know. What would like Susie said, do? I would trade LMJ and I would trade Jose or Keedy. That's what I would do. Hmm. Who's going to take those two pitchers on? I don't have a fucking clue because Jose or Keedy's a four or five in 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 ninety five percent of the rotations. LMJ when he's on is like your two two three, mm-hmm. but his elbow's made of fucking glass. You know, like, I don't know, package him and them and Jake Myers up and bring me Corbin Burns. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. I, and I'd really, I don't know what the fucking Brewers are doing. They're, they gave Jackson Churio 82 million fucking dollars to be their center fielder for the next 43 years. So. I don't know. Bring me, bring me Corbin Burns. For a year. Let's run it back. Let's win a goddamn another ALCS. I'm here for it. Let's do it. I don't think it's going to happen, though, because we're going to have 94 four, number four starting pitchers. And and who knows if Luis Garcia is going to be back or if yeah. LMG is going to be back. Like, they both – I know. I it's They're both supposed to be back in, like, all-star break. But, I mean, who knows what – what kind of pitcher they're going to be when they come back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And is Christian and is Christian Javier going to figure out his shit? Is Fromber going to figure out his head case stuff? See, we have a lot of ifs. If JV doesn't fall off a cliff, if Fromber gets his head, head case shit figured out, if CJ can figure out his vertical break, then we've got a great great starting rotation but that's a lot of ifs and i'm not i'm not very comfortable with all those ifs you know what's funny with all of those ifs this team is still very very good well you know jp france and hunter brown i guess welcome to the starting rotation again because you're gonna be there jose or like i don't know you're gonna move you know what though? I would love to see I would love to see Hunter Brown maybe in the maybe in the bullpen. 
that makes a lot of sense. It really does. He, he's got the ability to give you an elite inning. He's got the ability to give you some length if you need him lengthened out. Um, I think he's going to be, I think he needs to be a starter eventually because he's got, you know, he's starter got starter stuff. Stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, for at least the next couple years, if he's in the pen, if you tell me you're going to go JV for six innings and then Hunter for two and then the closer, which is Brian Abreu. Don't come for me, Ryan Presley people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> Ryan Presley truthers are going to cancel you, Tom. I know. I, I like him. I like him too. Uh, I just, I don't know how many more innings. I don't know how many more games Ryan Presley has. I think, I think the closer role gets, I I think it gets uh, split between him and him and Brian Abreu this season. Really? Do you think it is it because Espada chooses it or because Presley struggles? Maybe a little bit of both. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I still love Ryan Presley's stuff. However, we all know that on back-to-back days, Ryan Presley struggles. I mean, if he, if he throws more than 15 pitches, that next day is iffy, right? So, you know, Ryan Presley and Brian Abreu co-closers, um, you know, I Rafael Montero hopefully figures out his shit. I'm like, who else is so let's see. Ryan Stanek is gone. Phil Maton is gone. Maybe they bring back um who was the who was the guy that we that we had right at the end of the season um for the Reds that couldn't be on Ooh, our, on our le- I think he was a left-hander he was too. A lefty. Right? Yeah, he was a lefty and he couldn't be on our um on the playoff roster because we signed him too late. He he ended up being decent as well, mm-hmm. like really really good. Now what is his name? That that's making me mad. I have to figure that out. Um, throw him in the pen. Throw hunt. Throw Hunter Brown in the pen. And um, let's roll. Uh yeah. And resign Hector Neris. That's that's really? really what I want. I really want us to resign Hector Neris, but I don't think they're going to be able to resign Hector Neris because they gave Rafael Montero freaking ninety four million dollars. You don't feel like, and maybe it's just me. You don't feel like uh, it's 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 Rafael Montero all over again. Like like this is the height of Hector Neris's powers, and if they sign him to a similar contract, he comes back and he regresses. Listen, we're not going to put that out into the ether. Okay, that's not what we're gonna do. Bennett Souza. Bennett Souza. I was just about to say it. I was looking Bennett for it. Sousa. That's yep, who it yep, is. Yep. Okay. So, um. Oh, I forget. I forget that they have Ronald Blanco. Mm-hmm. Oh, they and have so many. They have so many starters, and and I get that the 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 bullpen is a thing, but I mean they've um, got they've got bullpen arms coming back too. Mashinsky. I mean, Seth Martinez is really good. I don't want Mitchinski. They don't have Mitchinski. Okay, so Fangraphs roster resource has has our starting rotation as JV, Fromber, CJ, Hunter Brown, JP France. I I say JV, Fromber, CJ, JP France, Jose Urquidy. Although I don't want Jose Urquidy as my five, but that's that's what I say. Um, throw Hunter into the pen, and he could be your long guy kind of 
but see, I like his stuff better than I like Seth Martinez's stuff. Well, like while Seth Martinez was like a decent like innings eater slash, I would trust. I would be more comfortable with Hunter Brown throwing like impact innings versus Seth Martinez. You know what I'm saying? High leverage. Yes, thank you. Um, so they so in our bullpen they have. Jose Arquiti, Brandon Belak, Bennett Souza, Ronel Blanco, Kendall Graven, Rafael Montero, Brian Abreu, Ryan Presley. So um, throw away Brandon Belak. Just no, thank you. Just no, no. Um, give me Hunter Brown in there. Give me Bennett Souza, Ronel Blanco, Kendall Graven, Rafael Montero, Brian Abreu, Ryan Presley. I, I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm really not okay with Rafael Montero, but I'm like stuck with him. So. Um, and then, yeah, so they have, <laughs> me, 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 <laughs> roster resource is giving me, as giving me an aneurysm. It, it's got Chaz McCormick as left, Jeremy Pena as center or as shortstop, excuse me. And then Jake Myers as center field package, Jake Myers up with, with Jose or and go get me, go get me a starting pitcher, please. And thank you. And don't come for me, people that do the the trade, whatever. Everyone, they're gonna be like, um, yeah, that's that's a minus forty three value, Susie. That's not gonna get you anybody. Shut the fuck up. I know, okay. <laughs> but like, in all honesty, though, I think if Jake Myers plays every day somewhere, he is going to become a version of that twenty twenty one Jake Myers. Like I think. I think they trade Jake Myers and he ends up being Miles Straw all over again. <laughs> I, no, I think he's I think he's somewhere in between Miles Straw and and 2021 Jake Myers. Like somewhere they're, in there. They're so close. Someone. I, I think mentally, I think he was playing, you know, with house money early on, then it got to him, then the pressure got there, and now I don't know if he can get I mean, you you called it on the PSF app so many times where he looked gun-shy in center field. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's between his ears. I don't think it's physically a thing. I think he has all the skills. He's shown it, but mentally he just can't get past whatever the, the don't fuck up is. You know? I, well, but I think that was part of the part of the deal, though. I think that was part of the issue with, with him knowing kind of in the back of his head that he was not one of Dusty's guys. And so his playing time was tethered to how well he played in the one plate appearance he got every 43 days. So, <laughs> you know, like you bench a guy for 43 days, he's not going to play well, you know, except for Chaz McCormick. That's like, fuck you, Dusty. Look what I can do. But I think I think with the change of scenery and the club saying, OK, Jake Myers, like you are our everyday center fielder, like you fuck up, you fuck up, but like we're gonna give you the leash to to not hang yourself. Like you're the guy. Go do the things. And I think that with that assurance, he will go do the things. You know what I'll never understand about all that? And I know I know it's it's history now. He had a total Jeremy Pena, all the leash in the world. And never question youth or inexperience or anything. 
you know, never pulled him out of game, never messed with him. But Chaz and Jake, he was like, nope, I don't know if I can trust him. I got to put him in good positions. I got to put him in the right spots to be successful. And it's like, okay, you didn't do that with JP3. You just, you just, till the wheels fell off when the guy was in the biggest slumps, you know, and you had Doobie over there hitting the cover off the ball, sitting on the, sitting on the pine or putting him in center field instead of playing him in short. I was like, nope, nope, nope. We're going to, we're going to get through this. And if Jake, if Jake like looked wrong or if Chaz looked over at him wrong, nah, nah, nah. I got some pudding over here. Have seats. <laughs> Enjoy some pudding. Go I don't know. Well, you know, like, again, why did why did Corey Jokes get as much play that then he, like, was he, was, was he one of Dusty's guys? I believe yes. so. I believe so. Did Dusty play his guys? Yes. And people are going to be like, oh, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> I guess we'll find the fuck out next season. You know? Yep. But let, let Chaz cook. Let Chaz cook in center field. Please. I'm going to be real mad. I'm going to be real fucking mad when, when Jake Myers is our starting center fielder on opening day. Josue. Josue Espada. I beg of you. I beg of you, please. I don't think, I don't think Jose Espada is going to be the, the same way. I think, I think. I think he's going to be so much more opposite of what uh, Dusty was. Players, a player's manager for sure, but with more of a okay. This is I'm I'm reading the tea leaves or, or the or the okay. This guy's in a good groove. I'm going to let him go. I'm not you know those things where Dusty. We felt like some of the lineups were just head scratchers all the time. Obviously, I think there's going to be times where we we question the lineup because that's just what we do. But I don't think it's going to be near as much. We're going to understand it better than we did last year when we just didn't understand it at all sometimes. Okay. So our our opening day lineup, second base, Jose Altuve, third base, Alex Bergman, Jordan Alvarez, DH, Jose Breu first, Kyle Tucker in right, Yainer Diaz as, as catcher, Chaz McCormick as left, Jeremy Pena at short, and Jake Myers in center. Okay. So we all know that Jordan Alvarez loves playing in left field. So if Jordan Alvarez is in left field, who's in DH? I don't know. That's a good question. Because they don't have anybody on the team that screams DH. They just don't. And our depth bench, um, they have Cesar Salazar as catcher, John Singleton at first. Gray Kessinger, we for, totally forgot about Gray Kessinger. <laughs> totally forgot about Gray Kessinger. Gray Kessinger as our util infield, and then Doobie as our infield outfield. Maybe Doobie's the DH. I'm, I'm not saying I love it. I'm just saying right now, as currently constructed, Doobie's probably the best bat of that list, right? Yeah. Unless, I don't know, I guess unless, unless Singleton figures it out. I don't know. I think, John, that whole project should be done. It was a nice, nice story. It was a full circle thing. His wife is amazing on social media. I just don't know how much John Singleton. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he just needs a, a, a maybe he's the DH. It's just, I don't know. 
spot track. I don't want to know about T Tom Murphy anymore. I would like to know about John Singleton, please and thank you. Okay, so John Singleton is still pre-arb. So $720,000. Cheap. Just simple, chilling. simple. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's Shay Whitcomb led the minors in home runs. You don't think Shay? You don't think someone picks Shay Wickham up? I thought the same thing about Corey Jokes. Corey Jokes had a ton of home runs. I think there's an age thing. I don't know exactly what his age is, but there's a reason they didn't protect him. Well, that that doesn't sound great. I agree. Shay Wickham is 25. Mm. Shay Wickham is 25. And so, so we need to, okay, see that this is, this is where I'm, I'm so confused by people because everyone's like, oh, he's too old. And then, but, but then when like they're in the MLB, everyone's like, oh no, he's just hitting his peak. 25. Which one is it? Is he too old? Or is he just hitting his peak? Can't have well, both ways. Well, the idea is that he should be with a big league ball club by 25. So if he's in the minors, he just got to Sugarland. It's kind of like, you know, the, the 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 expiration date on the milk, like is tomorrow. That kind of thing. He's not too old. He just should already be a big leaguer by now. Does that make sense? Yeah, so let's see. Shea Wickham, shortstop, second base, and third base. <laughs> well, seems to me that Shea Wickham <laughs> is blocked in all of the positions that he fucking exactly, played. Exactly, exactly. So, um, I don't know. Like, it, it doesn't sound great for Shea Wickham if those are the three positions that he plays. <laughs> and he can't. He can't get anywhere because <laughs> there ain't nowhere to play, to play him in in uh, in the big leagues. That's why I think it'll be really interesting to see what Dana does to kind of like not 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 find minor league talent because I don't think any minor league talent, but just to create that bench so that you're not asking yourself. Where is my utility, whatever, going to come from? Is it him? You know, is is where is my DH going to come from? Is it, you know, 80% Jordan or is he not going to play the outfield even though his numbers say he's phenomenal out there? Like, I get it. You don't want him there every day, but the 50-50 split feels kind of right. So. Okay. So then, so then suck it up, sign Mitch Garver, and then on the days mm. that – on the days that Jordan um, plays left, Mitch Garver is your DH. There you go. And then on the days that Yiner needs a fucking rest, Mitch Garver, you're up as catcher. Yiner, you're DH. Done and done. See, this is why. This is why people should pay me the big bucks. Done I, lo I love the idea of Mitch Garver. I love playing both catchers. I, I don't necessarily go. I've got to have a catcher on the bench or whatever, you know, in case somebody gets hurt. I would will if my offense is as potent as it is and my rotation is as good as I think it is. If something happens, God forbid, and Yiner gets hurt or or something of that nature, 
or or Mitch Garver gets hurt or something of that nature for that one game, I would give up my DH to figure it out. Right. You know what I mean? The idea that I can't do that because then I won't have anybody on the bench. Like you you ran out and and I'm not gonna, you know, get at the the ex-manager, but you ran out these lineups with nobody on them where it was like Gray Kessinger and 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 Caesar Salazar and and a lineup full of guys that had no bit because you're the other guys needed a break. Yeah. You basically waved the white flag before the first pitch was ever even thrown. So don't tell me that you can't for one game, you can't figure it the fuck out. And you know, Bly Madris was our fucking DH. Yeah. Five games, y'all. Five yes. fucking games. Bly Madris was our fucking DH. You can't. I'm not salty. I'm not salty about this season at all. I'm not salty about it. <laughs> Nope, nope. We can't do anything about the season, so it's just it's just beating a goddamn dead horse. Um. Okay. So with that, we we're gonna say we're gonna say goodnight because this is it's been it's been going long. It's been going long, and there's just been lots lots to discuss. But then, like, really not lots to discuss because nothing's really been happening. So winter meetings, I need Dana to to step it up. But I think that nothing's actually gonna happen until um Shohei and Yamamoto sign. So. As soon as those two dominoes fall, then it's just going to be like a white hot blaze. Where do you want to see them go? Where do I want to see them go, or where do I think they're going to end up? Because no, those no, two no. are different answers. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd rather know where you want to see them go. Um, where I would like to see them go, um, is obviously to the Astros, like fucking duh realistically but, like, realistically <laughs> we all know that that's not gonna fucking happen no. i would love to see um yamamoto not have an impact on my on the astros record as much so yamamoto to the cardinals i would fucking love that um i don't think that's gonna happen but yamamoto to the cardinals do you believe that's there's fun. any truth to the the rumor that he wants to play with other uh, Asian players, so like like he's looking for a team specifically. Lars Newbar is right fucking there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do think that 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 does have some some legs to it. So I mean, they they played together at in you know the WBC. Lars Lars and him are very friendly. Um, so I I don't know. I think Shohei is end is going to end up a Dodger. I hate it. Like I physically, it kind of makes me a little ill. But I think I think that that makes the most sense. So I think it's Shohei to the Dodgers, um, Yamamoto to the Cardinals. I actually really would love Yamamoto to the Cardinals. Uh, and then as soon as those two dominoes fall, uh, Dylan sees Tyler Glasnow. You are brave. And then all of the rest of the the dominoes will fall. Like as soon as those as soon as that happens, like I think um, Rodriguez Edward uh, Eduardo Rodriguez I think goes to the Giants. And What's stopping the Giants from getting both of Shohei and Yamamoto? They have all the money. They have all of the. I don't know. They have all the money, but they don't have any stars, and I don't. I don't know if anybody wants to go play there. I'll just. I'll be really, truly honest. I mean, like uh, Correa. I mean, Correa was going to be there, and then you know the the whole foot thing happened, and uh, Aaron Judge didn't want to play there. Bryce Harper didn't want to play there. Like. Who, what is driving people to go to the Giants? Like Logan Webb? Like who are who are you turning on the TV? If you are a Giants fan, who are you excited about? Like Patrick Bailey? That that's like really it. Like your young catcher, that's that's it. 
Like you're not, are you going to get, are you going to get excited about Tyro Estrada? <laughs> what about Michael Conforto, Mitch Haniger? I mean, <laughs> my panties ain't dropping for either one of them, but like, that's <laughs> not, you know, like I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not turning on the TV for, to watch that. Now, granted, if Shohei and Yamamoto go to the Giants, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'm going to turn on the t- TV for those starts. But that's shit. But that's what I did for Angels Angel starts this year. And I was sorely kind of disappointed with every Angels start when Shohei was there. Because some of those were really ugly losses. And, and Shohei's going four for five and hitting for the cycle and pitches a gem. And then they lose nine to five. Like Shohei scored four of those runs, y'all. Like what? What's happening here? You know, like so. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Shohei's going to the Dodgers. Yamamoto to the Cardinals. Dylan Cease and Tyler Glass now to the Braves. And then, I mean, Blake Snell's all but like begging the Mar- Mariners to fucking sign him. So I don't know. Um... But I think. I think the Tigers are maybe going to be a sneaky, sneaky good rotation next year. <clears throat> Thank you, good team. So you think Shohei's a Dodger? Yeah. So, uh, you think he's going to DH for them the entire season? Yeah. I mean, who else is going to DH for him? Max Muncy, probably. I don't. I don't know, but I feel like they have a problem with that already, right? Don't they have like Will Smith and Austin Barnes and and they and Chris Taylor? They kind of rotate all around. Obviously, none of them are Shohei, but I'm just saying. Then you have a position problem, right? Like, where are they going to play? I I I think it would be. I don't. I mean, I don't think Max Muncy would be your everyday DH. So Shohei would be their everyday DH, and they'd figure it out because it's Shohei. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've literally they they re- they got rid of. M- they didn't. That's why they didn't sign anyone this season. Was because they were trying to like um, save all of that money for Shohei, and it's rumored what that he's going to be six hundred million dollars as a fucking DH and like maybe pitcher in a year. They're literally the only club that I think could do that and get away with it and go. Okay, yeah, we'll wait a year. I think they're the only club that could do it. I still think they lose to the Braves if what you say happens. I don't think anybody beats that Braves team if they get more starting pitching. Dylan season Tyler Glass now to the Braves. Look it. Mm, mm, mm. That's wild. Look it. So, all right. And with that, I think we're going to say goodnight. Tom, tell the people where they can find you. On Twitter, not X, because we don't believe in X at Third Coast Tom. And the PSF app. Uh, I do a lot of stuff over there, whether it's the Astros with Susie or the Texans with James Roy. Uh, it's the best place to go hang out and watch a game with sports fans and do it from the comfort of your own house, your backyard, wherever the hell you want to be and not be in a bar or, you know, wherever people gather. If you're not a people person, but still want to be, you know, involved, talk to other people, you know, chat. Maybe them see your face, but not necessarily be in the same room with you. PSF gives you all of that so you can still fan the way you want to fan with other people. And it's a lot of fun. 
you know, you can chat in the little chat bar if you want to. You can hop on the mic and speak your piece if you want to do that. Uh, it's a really good time. You know, we did the Astros all last year, had a blast, you know, living and dying with every at bat. Uh, Susie is the, the fortune teller because she's got the game day up. So she's ahead of all the broadcasts. So she, her emotions are as raw as they can possibly be. And then we get to interpret them and then the play. It's a lot of fun. And then with the Texans, um, they're a great young team. You know, those, those things are a lot of fun. We're doing those, uh, every Sunday you can get in there and have a good time. But those are Texans fans. We are teaching football in there. Susie comes in and has a question. Be more than happy to break it down for you. Where's the ball? I don't know where the ball is. Why is that? A, why is that a penalty? <laughs> why is that a flag? What just happened? Is that a trick play? If that's a trick play, why is it a trick play? I ask all the questions. We answer. Yep. Yep. So go follow Tom on Twitter. Go join the PSF app um, and do all the sports. If you guys like basketball, if you like soccer, I want to say they they have soccer things. If you not even the Texans, if you like any other football team, if you like any other basketball team, they have um, sportscast teams that do all of those things too. So go join that, find your room, enjoy the fandom. Um, give us five star rating. I would love that. Tom also would love that. Give us a written review. I would also love that so so much. Because, hi, I love constructive criticism. No, I actually don't. I just want everybody to tell me how um, insanely wonderful I am. That's really what I what I love. So please do that. Hit, hit, hit subscribe on YouTube so that we can continue doing this. I mean, even if you don't hit subscribe, I'm still going to continue doing this. And um, with that, we're going to say goodnight and goodbye. Yay, baseball. Woo! I'm going to hit end record now. <laughs>